0: Passengers, may I have your attention, please? Take your seats and secure your seatbelt. The ride you're about to take will be unlike anything you've ever experienced before. They are the mics on mics, and this is Drive By.
1: Welcome, welcome. I am Mike J. He is Mike S. We are the mics on mics, and this is Drive By Wrestling. Yeah, I changed that mic. I and like that. I think that. you know why. I like that. <laughs> well, here's the thing. When the hardcore legend himself puts podcast first and says your podcast Drive By Wrestling, it's officially changed.
2: Yeah. It's just Drive By Wrestling now. The the legend himself. The legend himself.
1: S- so, I mean, I'm not going to go change up logos and shit because it's technically Drive-By Wrestling Podcast, but if we're going to refer to it instead of just Drive-By as Drive-By Wrestling because Mick fucking Foley referred to it as that. Mick
2: uh, fucking Foley. All the faces of Foley. All
1: the faces. If you guys are completely clueless, uh, just go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Drive-By Pod, and there's a video uh, that courtesy of my wife and my birthday from uh none other than mcfoley and it's
2: out fucking standing it's i dude i mean like it's one of the best birthday presents i think i've seen a wife ever get a husband
1: yeah i i was i was utterly shocked uh and so over the moon with it that I've probably watched it like 10 times already. I'm sending it to every wrestling friend that I have. Um, <laughs> They're probably sick of it,
2: but you know. Not only that, but like, dude, he like, it was like the motherfucker knew you. Well, you have to fill I'm out sure, like information, I'm sure, clearly. I'm sure Kim gave him a bunch of information for it, right? But right, like, holy shit, man. Like, it was like the dude knew you. And,
1: I mean, on top of that, like, you know, I've seen cameos numerous times. This is a huge, huge props to Mick here. Because I've seen cameos online, people sharing them, and you're going to check them out, especially if it's someone you're curious about. Uh, Mick goes above and beyond, and you can tell that he enjoys doing that shit.
2: Dude, it's damn near five minutes, and you can tell he put, like, time and thought into what he was doing. Yep. Yep. And,
1: And, I mean, hell yeah, thanks to my amazing wife, Special K, uh, and thank you to Mick Foley. Uh, you probably would never hear this, but, you know, thank you anyway. It was amazing, uh, and will be cherished for my lifetime anyway so yeah my week's been pretty cool
2: I mean, that's like (laughs) shit that your kids are gonna like show their kids you know what I mean like that's yeah absolutely like generational cool
1: (laughs) Owen was like Owen was like how did mommy how did you get mankind to call daddy (laughs) well I mean I just did (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> when you're the third member of a championship faction on nxt you got hookups like that
1: <laughs> that's true that's true but uh <laughs> mike uh you want to go into your week you want to go into some wrestling talk how, you know how i mean like
2: like my week i don't really have like it's like um i i work for a major retailer and february is slow so pretty much just been getting off work early every night this week which has been dope it's like allowed me to really next level my evening workouts um there you go yeah i mean bro well that and i got a lot of like uh 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 you know I, i i grow tomatoes um so i had like bunch of tomatoes that needed cut down and you know t- uh, trimmed uh so i was like <laughs> damn man like i don't know if i'm gonna have time to like work out when i get home because i got like a limited time before when i get home before i have to go to bed it's just, like a couple hours so i was like i don't know if i'm gonna go to work out no nah, man i got off work like early every day this week except for today i guarantee today i will be there all night because it's friday um but uh Man, got a kettlebell for Valentine's Day. Right. Added that in this week, man. Let me tell you, fucking gains, bud. Fucking like daily gains with it, man. That's what like the best part about it. I don't think if I was skinny, I would have the drive to work out. Um, Because for me and like my body shape and weight and size, I see gains like daily. And I don't think that if I had that – like, I know some people – I know, like, it takes, like, really a lot of people a month to really start seeing some differences. Um, Right. If I had to wait a month to see some differences, I probably just would not be working out. Um, I need, like, daily motivation on it. So it's cool, man. Like, got some nice gains in this week. Uh peacemaker finale was fucking fantastic but we're gonna get into like uh peacemaker in dc and some Marvel stuff later so we'll save it for that but it's a good week man good week bud really got some good workouts in man doing uh, about 200 crunches a day now uh cannot get this fucking six pack to pop through for the fucking life of me but it's all right we're gonna add some kettlebell shit to it uh so stomach solid as fuck man just can't get past this skinny fat layer that i've allowed myself to build over the last 20 years
1: uh you you will get there keep what you're doing keep doing what you're doing
2: um yeah it's funny because today i was working out and i was like dude you should probably just hit up mike and find out what you need to do
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna come at that point, it's probably going to come down strictly to I'm going to have to change diet. my
2: diet. I'm going to have to change my diet. Yeah. I've been thinking about it yeah, for like but... two weeks. I'm going to have to change my diet because I'll be real. I eat like a 13-year-old. <laughs> uh, the other day at work, I was eating a Hot Pocket. And my coworker came in and started laughing. I was like, what's so funny? And he was like, you're 40 and you're eating a Hot Pocket right now? And I was like, that's fair. But like I do, man, like my diet mostly consists of like – Hot Pockets and Oatmeal Cream Pies and Mashed Potatoes. So, like, I'm going to – I was thinking this week I'm probably going to do some meal prep for this coming week. Do some – There you go. There you
1: go. I'll I'll put this out there. Yeah. I'll put this out there real quick, not that it maybe matters to anyone, but if you are like a big fan of us, uh, some of our older episodes where I use maybe music I didn't have the rights to use in the, uh, episode breaks, uh, Spotify's apparently cracking down on that shit, so you might want to go download them while you can, I'm just saying. <coughs> Cause I can Spotify. go. They give me the option to edit them, and I ain't doing that shit. I'm just taking them down. So. No,
2: we're at almost 300 <laughs> episodes. Like suck our dicks. We're not like no. No one's editing 300 episodes of fucking podcast. So
1: uh, go uh, go find those, and uh, you know take care of that if you want them. Uh, but other than that, anyway. All right, Mike. So so this week biggest story There's been a lot in of stuff going
2: on. Let's just talk about <laughs> the biggest story right now. Let's get it out of the way. Um, let's do it. Cody Rhodes is apparently, well, not apparently, it's, he's done with AEW. Maybe, 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 maybe could still be a work. I still have room in my brain for that. Like part of me still thinks that this is maybe a work, you know? Um, but he is apparently done with AEW and is signing with WWE. Which is a big bold move for Cody and the company. Apparently they're taking Cody and Brandy. Uh did I see, okay. I will I will say what was Brandy's name the first time she was in WWE? Eden,
1: I will Eden. say that I feel like if I'm going to put these two stories like next to each other, and I have to put a percentage of truth that I feel right now, I would say I'm like 92% sure Cody is done with AEW, but I'm only like 40 to maybe 50% that he's signing with WWE right now. Now, um, I don't know what else he would do, where else he would go, well, where he could
2: is he okay so is he not going to be on those two shows on tbs and so is the okay let's just talk about these individually is does this mean the fucking the reality show is done
1: i just saw a thing today where it's saying tnt doesn't know what to do with footage of uh roads to the top season
2: two okay um is he no longer on that show with rosario dawson uh, did the second season come out yet? Fuck, man, I don't know. I don't watch this garbage. Like,
1: could he not be? Like, I mean, I, I would there about, be a reason he wouldn't? Bro, I watch. I
2: about, mean, John Cena's on that other show on TVS. I watch about three TV shows that are on actual cable, so I have no idea what's going. on. I mean, on John TV Cena's shows. on
1: Wipeout, right? Yeah, I think. So, I mean, it wouldn't be unheard of they would just maybe have to do some editing and change well
2: and it's not like back in the day it's not like yeah with WCW where it was like WCW was part of this company you know right like it's not it's completely separate and Um, the
1: difference between these two shows I'm sure there's stuff in roads to the top that is heavily related to AEW so if he does go to WWE it's not like they could just sell that to them you know what I mean
2: I'm going to get on my Bully Ray soapbox here. (laughs) If you wanted to get people talking, you'd keep doing the show and show his transition to WWE. Oh, I actually agree with that statement. If you want to get people talking. Okay, so... Let's talk hypothetically that he does go to WWE. Um... I've seen all the Stardust jokes and shit. Let's talk realistically. Stardust is never coming back. No, Um, no, that's it's never coming back. So let's talk realistically. How do you see him being used? Should, uh, should the rumors be true? We're going to talk hypothetical on this. He's going to WWE. Okay. Should the rumors be true? How do you see him being used? What, okay, let's start do one of two things. One, how do you hope he's going to be used? Two, how do you actually see him being used? Or okay. if those are the same thing, just let me
1: know. Okay, well, all right. First, before we go even further, last I saw was it was him and Brandy's not involved. Okay. Okay, so how do I... Uh, I, this, I see, I have misfeelings here because you know how I feel about Cody right now.
2: Well, yeah, we feel the same way.
1: And it's weird because, like I said, I was a big Cody Rhodes fan when he was in WWE. I enjoyed the Stardust, Stardust character, one of maybe the few, but I thought, like, his character work, I thought was fantastic. I liked him when he left and was doing his little indie stuff. I liked him when he was Ring of Honor champion. I enjoyed what he was doing. I enjoyed what he did it All In, uh, the fir- you know, the mm-hmm. first pay-per-view. Uh I enjoyed him on being the elite when I had time and watched being the elite and shit like that. Something flipped when he went when the AEW stuff started. And I know some of you out there be like, that's just because you hate AEW. No, it has nothing to do with that. Because there are people on that roster that I genuinely enjoy and I still will check their stuff out. The pompousness of Cody Rhodes came out. And I think we all see it. I just saw it really fucking early in his AEW run, okay. I and it wasn't like
2: uh, on this show. We were pretty outspoken about, uh, yeah, Cody. And I mean, and what he, what he, pompousness, just like you said. and, And you know, there's
1: all this talk that like, oh, his ego was out of control. And I mean, I'm not gonna say I don't believe that because we've been discussing his pompousness. For over two years, right? Yes. So, okay, maybe. But also, also, you have to remember, this man founded this company. Like, was one of the founding members. I don't care if he didn't have money involved. Like, this is all part of it. All out, or all in, was because Dave Meltzer said Ring of Honor couldn't sell 10,000 seats. And Cody was like, watch us. And put this together, right? Yeah. Like, so maybe if uh, we might get into this a little bit after I answer this question, like what, what this means for AEW, but maybe things just weren't going the way he thought in a matter, manner of ways. And we'll get into that. And maybe that's why he left. I mean, that has to be why he left, but maybe it was ego. Maybe it was a, a mixture of the two. If I can get the pre AEW Cody and I'm not just talking WWE because I think the stuff he did after that was better right yeah if I can get that Cody if I can get ring of honor champion Cody I hope that he is brought in and made to look like a star and that's for multiple reasons for one because I think that Cody is a star and for two because this is how WWE Signs an MJF, signs a Wardlow, signs a Lance Archer, or someone that is maybe on the outside. Uh, I mean, right? Like, you treat Cody like a star? He's um, got friends over there. I mean, they have friends everywhere. But if you take the first guy, from the first major guy, and then we're talking, I don't care what anyone says. That's a major guy from that company. And you present him like he's mean something, it's gonna carry weight, right? Yes,
2: yes, they cannot okay, so I feel the same way you do about cody i'm not I'm not a fan the the what did we used to call it on here the Jesus complex, yes, yes if someone's going to get color, it's going to be Cody. And like in meaningless right. fucking like matches and right. like overblown spots just to like have, like, it'll be like a regular match. And then just like, next thing you know, but bro, co- I got to do
1: the Cody cutter what? from a second I'm gonna of ladder off to the floor.
2: Oh, uh, it's like a normal, no. Like the one that gets me that always comes out to me is it's a, like, do you remember it was a completely normal fucking match? Uh, and Cody somehow gets on the outside of the ring And is sitting against, like, the guardrail. And someone just smashes his fucking face with the steps. Yeah. And he just bleeds everywhere. Bro, it's a normal fucking match on a regular-ass Tuesday night. Like, what what the fuck are you doing, man? Wednesday night, I guess. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? So, it was, like, it, it was shit like that, man. Just this constant need to, like over the top and and like everything was about him. And then the patriotic shit started and it's like crying in the fucking ring. It was just like, like the, the, every person that comes from WWE getting fed to him in a WCW stars getting fed to triple H esque manner. Right. Um, it was just right. too much. It was just too much. Yeah. It was just too much. Now, on the flip side, you know Vince ain't going to let that shit happen. No. No. So, my hope is that they come. he comes in, and, and I'm saying this as a guy that's not a fan of him, but was a fan of the same times like you said. Um, Not a fan of Cody currently. But I see the value in Cody. I see the value in taking one of their top stars and a founding member of the company. Uh, I don't like WWE, but I like this because there's a shake-up here. Like, I don't like either of the two parties involved. But to right. me, I love this because it's shaking shit up, man. Yep. And what I hope is that they treat him as a tippy-top guy. Like, Uh beat Roman guy. Don't feed this dude to fucking Roman and Seth, man. Do not do that. Treat this guy. You know what the the perfect career trajectory for him would be? AJ Styles. We were all so worried about AJ Styles coming in. We were like, fuck, man. They're gonna not, they're not gonna treat him right. They're not gonna treat him right. And that initial Jericho shit was like, yeah. But then what? Six months later, the motherfucker's the champion. And right. is the face that runs the place ran SmackDown with an iron fist for two fucking years. Took John yep. Cena himself. Yep. John Cena himself to the limit and put that man down clean. This yeah. is what they need to do with Cody. And let me tell you what, if you're looking for a good time to hit that face switch on fucking Roman. <laughs> going at Cody, yeah. going uh, at Cody not... would be wow, the fucking wrong, way, man. right? Let me tell you, you got this asshole from outside that was smashing thrones and we can't H can't wrestle anymore, man. Let's be real. So, we can't have like the fucking, like the inevitable Cody Hunter feud for at WrestleMania like we should have. Like we should have. Um, but, uh, you know, we can have this guy that everybody kind of hates but is still a top star come in from somewhere else. Maybe he, maybe he beats a Seth Rollins. A Big E, mm-hmm. a Drew McIntyre, or mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley for the Raw title, mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Brock got that SmackDown title. Roman disappears for a bit. We come back, face Roman.
0: hmm
2: That's what I hope. Yeah. Well, that's what I hope. And AJ Styles-esque run. I think
1: that's a perfect format. Like a uh, something, but something good in the beginning, and then we just build to it. Where in six months, this dude's champion. Yeah. and has a good run where he maybe is that heel and is beating people and getting himself and them people over to where now maybe we do have a face Roman. Uh, and honestly,
2: the move, honestly, Mike. The move should honestly be let Mania play out, and then from Mania to SummerSlam, yep. it, it's, Cody, yep. it's Cody Rhodes kicking fucking ass. And, yep. and I and think he gets to be Cody Rhodes. Yeah, right.
1: And I don't want to hedge my bets, man, but I think if he signs, I think at least the first year they're going to do him right. I just, unless, unless he's not moving numbers at all, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think they're going to do right by him because I think they're going to want to.
2: He's still immensely popular. Yep. Like, he yep. might get booze and shit, man, but that motherfucker also gets cheers. And three weeks yep. ago, he showed us how easy it was for him to come out and just, like, get the crowd in his fucking hands.
1: Yep. Yep. 100%. Now, I know a lot of people have talked... Let's fantasy book for a minute. A lot of people have talked, like, Cody Reform on the NWO. You want to hear my take on this? That it's dumb? Well, fuck the NWO. And I mean that with love in my heart, because I don't want... We have one NWO. You can't do it again. But I'm going to give you a different version of a different faction and why this would make so much sense. You just said earlier, Triple H can't go, right? Right. So picture this. I don't know. Mania. Raw after Mania. Triple H's first appearance back on television, right? Mm Mm-hmm. He comes out, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then for whatever reason, oh my god, here comes Cody Rhodes. We get an angry, angry stare-off, and then they hug, and then they drop. I don't know, Roman, whoever. Someone big, right? And then you get Austin Theory out there. And then you get, uh, I don't know, I have to think of someone. Maybe a Braun Breaker. Someone like that. You do a new version of Evolution with Triple H. Ricochet. As as Ric Flair and Cody as oh, Triple H. God. And then you have some young guys on the side.
2: Oh God.
1: You like wow. that, don't you? Wow, I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. So that's
1: my booking. And that's Jeez. my booking. And then if you ever want to pull that trigger to uh to turn cody into a face you can have him destroy triple h like in a way that doesn't hurt triple h physically with his heart stuff right yeah and then you got a new monster heel uh not monster physically but a new like someone they will hate him it would be pretty fucking epic so i i don't know call me I i can help write this shit but uh that's that's my take. Now, let's talk about the AEW side of this. Okay. What does this say to you about maybe... I don't even want to say the state of AEW, because I'm not saying they're going to shut their doors because of this at all. But we've kind of been painting a pretty uh, rosy picture And then there's been some things like the Big Swole stuff, the Leah Rush stuff. There's been things here and there that's been immediately downplayed. But Um, this is an EVP. This is a founder of the company, man.
2: Okay. I will say, okay, this is my thoughts on this. Um, Big Swole wasn't good enough. I'm just going to say it. Big Swole wasn't good enough. To to be on TV. She wasn't. They tried. They gave her every chance in the world. You can't even say they didn't. Gave her every chance in the world to excel. And am I saying that she can't excel? No. I'm not saying that at all. I've seen a lot of Big Swole matches outside of AEW. She's a fucking good worker, man. And I think she, like, given the right... You know what she needs, man? Big Swole? What's that? Big Swole needs a fucking... Uh, performance center
1: Oh well, but they don't need See, a performance center In AEW Big remember?
2: Swole is one of the people <laughs> Like what we used to talk about Back in the day when AEW first started Like man like their talent just needs Like they need. Uh-huh.
0: Per-
2: Big Swole is one of the first that, co- that would come to my mind When we'd have that talk Like she's got all the potential in the world But like man They didn't really like give her any help <laughs> Right I'm not blaming anyone for that because I get AEW side of it. These motherfuckers are independent wrestlers. Like that is their fucking, you know, that is their performance Mm -hmm. center. I get it, man. And that's like, that's a very NFL college football way to look at it. You know, Mm -hmm. um, like, Hey, we've got a free fucking, uh, D league. Let's fucking take advantage of it here. Um, so I personally think the big swole issue and look, man, like I'm not going to say that there's no racism going on at AEW and I'm not saying there is right, but right. I can say that looking at the two issues you mentioned, big swole, um, who just simply just wasn't ready. Uh, and then you have Leo Rush, who has literally had a problem at every single stop he's had.
1: Oh, he has. I'm
2: the I'm the Leo Rush defender. So, I'm gonna take those two things and set him off to the side. Okay, Brian Cage. Brian Cage fucking sucks. FTR. Okay. Did you see the tweet
0: that I, I don't... sent?
2: I don't have any reasoning for I T R. I don't I don't know what's going on. But I will say this about Cody. So let me let me let me hold read on, this tweet. Hold, hold on, on, hold on, hold on, let me Go say ahead. this. It seems to me that Tony Khan has like consolidated power. It's like at first it was it's Tony Khan and his executive producers. Yes. You know, at, first yes. was, yes. at first it was at first it was it's Cody in the box, a little bit Kenny also, and Tony Khan's here as well. And it is now transitioned to Tony Khan, who's flat out said, I am the head booker. Right. Like, this is my right. company. And as right. he should, as the money got. Right. And I will personally also say, the show has gotten so much better since that's happened. The show I mean, that's what Vince does, right? All over the fucking place. This show was all over the fucking place. You'd go from one week where you'd be like, damn good wrestling show, to the next week where you'd be like, this was barely watchable. There was no cohesive storylines. Fucking feuds were lasting two weeks and ending in fucking death matches after like a month. Like, come on. (laughs) Like, the shit was nuts. It was all over the place. And, like, it really needed someone to just come in and be like, no, I'm sorry. Like, we have to start. Like, there has to be a singular vision. And the show, I personally... Think has gotten so much better since that's happened. But that's what's happened. Cody's power was non-existent. It was a title. The Bucks have a fucking title. Like, that's it, yeah. man. Like, so I think maybe that has something to do with it as well. I think that some people are probably unhappy. And then on the flip side of like, not on the flip side, but just furthermore, with Cody. Tony Khan has signed a lot of people. I'm sure CM Punk and Brian Danielson yeah. were not cheap, right? I'm sure. And, 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 I'm
1: and I, brought, I brought this up when it happened,
2: Mike. Yes. So, the, you know, <laughs> I'm sure Cody wanted more money. Uh, uh-huh. And at this point, Tony Khan has now entered shrewd businessman mode, which let's not forget, he is a shrewd businessman. Mm-hmm. So, well, he's now entered shrewd businessman sports team owner mode, and he knows that sometimes you just got to cut some fucking ties when motherfuckers want too much money. Like, straight up, man. Straight up. Dude, it was, this was a business call. This is a business call, man. Cody's plummeting down. The fan rankings with AEW as we speak, man. At one point, he was a top top guy for them. He was the top guy. And now he's, like, not even, what, top, top 10, maybe? At best, he's in the top 10 for them, fan-wise. So, you know, man, this was... Sometimes you gotta fucking... Let Hogan go to fucking WCW, you know what I mean? See, you kind of basically
1: painted my whole outlook on this as that it's wrestling and it's a business, man. Like we heard so many stories that it was oh, but it's a family here. And man, that's cool. You can feel like that, but at the end of the day, it's still a business and decisions have to be made. And like, this is the same kind of thing that Vince does all the time. He's been doing them for what? 50 years now. You know what I mean? Like, so, it feels maybe different when it's happening in AEW and maybe not everybody sees it that way, but that's what it is. And I do, I think it's a clear case of, I think maybe it was even Cody realizing, man, the wrestling business really is a business and this isn't the way that I thought this was going. And maybe I can do something else somewhere else and maybe revisit AEW later. You know what I mean? Like, as a guy, instead of a EVP with no power.
2: You know what I mean? A EVP with uh, no power, and... Also, he had to see... Or maybe he didn't, and that was part of the problem. But I would think he had to see that as the show got better and more popular, his screen time was diminishing. But, and that's
1: the thing, that's what's gonna happen. That's what, like... That's one of those things that I tried to bring up, like, from time to time is the hypocrisy and how sometimes it just. Well,
2: and it's like, and I I just, I I don't mean it just like as there's more people, but it's like, there's some people that are on every week. Right. And Cody was one of those people. And then he wasn't.
1: And then he wasn't. And it's like, okay, and here, I just want to bring this up, one, because, you know, we have love for the New Age Insiders, but Dax of FTR tweeting, imagine having the greatest tag team of a generation, and they can barely crack the top five. Something's got to change. New Age Insiders uh, responded with a gif of Cody uh, saying let's go, and it says, laugh out loud, maybe fighting a dinosaur for fifth place isn't as satisfying as working with the Usos and New Day after all. And Dax liked that tweet. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, like, I know we always say, the the old saying is the grass isn't always greener. And I know a lot of people thought, look, there's still two different companies and they're still ran differently, but there's probably more similarities and maybe people want to admit and maybe some of them are just coming to uh, the surface. Maybe some of them didn't have to be at the service, and now they do. I mean, they're spending a lot of money, man, and they're not making nearly as much as a you know company like WWE right now. They're just not. And mm-hmm. that means they have to make tough decisions.
2: Um, yeah. And this, I think, was the first tough decision.
1: Yep, yep, absolutely. Mike, before we go to break, real quick, two things. One... Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, rumor, rumored, to potentially be having a match at Wrestlemania.
2: Bro, don't make me hate you like I hate everyone else. Hate me
1: for what?
2: You were like the one, man. You were like the one. You walked away, you had that fucking great (laughs) final (laughs) match with The Rock, you walked out fucking crying, covering your eyes, man, like... Dude, don't do this, man. You were the one. You were the one. The one that kept the dignity. That was like, no, I'm not going to strut my fucking, like, 55-year-old ass out here with my fucking... Like, and I'm sorry, man. Like, I'm not talking shit. These guys are all in much better shape than me. You know what I mean? Right now. Soon. (laughs) Soon, though. Uh, These guys are all in, like, much better shape than me. Goldberg, fucking Kane, The Undertaker... Shawn Michaels, Triple H but like dude you're the one that like we don't want to see your saggy fucking in shape old man body like we don't like we don't man just keep that dignity that you had bro of like walking away from the game and not having to come back to it don't
1: do this I have mixed feelings as you know a diehard Stone Cold fan.
2: Like, yeah, I'm looking at two action figures of him right now. They're in the front row. Like, I feel like if I could have one more, of
1: course, but then, you know, all the points you make, here's the thing. Here's what, if I could have have
2: one more, I would have wanted it in like, Oh, eight against CM. Yes, I agree. But here, let me, let me just, let me just put this out to you,
1: put it out in the universe. Okay. So, I have to feel in my heart of hearts that there's a difference between Stone Cold and The Undertaker. Like, I feel, and I know you feel the same way, that Taker just saw the money and was like, yeah, I'll take that money. I, I feel like it's different with Austin, and I feel like no matter what they offer him and I hope, I'm putting this in the universe, no matter what they offer him, if he does not think he won't look silly, he's not going to do it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if he tries and trains and believes I can do this, then that's the only way he's doing it, regardless of what they're offering to pay him. That's how I feel about it. And if I'm right about it, then I don't think we'd be too disappointed in what we get. If I'm wrong about it, then we might veer into Taker territory, and that's where I don't want to go. Now, that being said, Sting has done a tremendous job, and they've done it well in the way they present him. I am terrified every time I see him wrestle, but, I mean, they make it in a way that it works for him, and I would like to think and hope what I've heard is a street fight with Kevin Owens. And if that's the case, I do feel a street fight would work with Stone Cold. And also, if you're going to do a street fight and make someone look good, I don't know that there's anyone better on their roster than Kevin Owens to do that. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I'm going to reserve my judgment, but I feel all those feelings that I just said, plus what you said. Uh, one other thing before we go, we're going to, we're going to have a quick commercial break and then we're going to come back listening to the, how would you describe these, uh, these sounds, Mike, these vocal tones, this melodic interference that uh, our listeners are about to partake in, Mike?
2: Um, God, it's so hard (laughs) for me to describe this dude's music. Look, our friend Jim is brilliant. <laughs> That's really no other way to put it, man. Like, straight up. Like, I'm just gonna say, like, he's he's fucking brilliant. And, um... It's, um... As someone who kind of, like... Um, I guess you could say has at times thought of themselves as, like, an artist. Um... It's like t- to even like be friends with someone that can create like music like this. What? Yeah.
1: Is mm-hmm.
2: is just it's I it's some it's humbling. It's humbling. Like yeah, man. To I, have a friend that's... that is just uh, this poetic and this artistic and this deep of a soul. Um like rarely do you like i've known a lot of motherfuckers that make music in art man um i don't know a lot of motherfuckers that i think of as pure artists and everything that jim the way that jim looks at everything is like f- from a pure artistic point of view and it, you can see that and feel that in his music
1: yeah 100 so guys let's just roll into it this is no one from no place the song is looks floating hang tight we will be right back Irony
0: and that we all just want to sleep it's the closest thing to death we can get away. breaking hearts and breaking kayfabe. It's the Mike's all Mike and the drive by wrestling podcast.
1: All right, Mike, you, we had something kind of personal happen this week that I think we'll
2: close up on. Let me, let me do this to close, to close the show today, to to close the show today. We're going to talk about karma. And, and how, the bitch that she is. How Karma is a real bitch. So, if you're a. As I mentioned earlier, what? We're closing on 300 ish episodes? Something like that? 200? 300? Yeah. Um, 250? Off the
1: top of my head, I can't remember. But yeah, we're somewhere. We're over 250. Two we're getting to 250, I think. I
2: thought we were at like 236 or something. I'm just taking
1: Yeah, a I don't
0: know. <laughs>
2: All right. So. A little drive-by history, um, and this is for those of you that are long-time listeners as well. Uh, this show started as part of a collective called The High Spot, uh, Facebook <laughs> group. Um, it was started by, and I'm not going to use this motherfucker's real name but I might use this motherfucker's real name, but for right now... Oh, fuck
1: that guy. Use his real name. He's going to prison, I know. So it was
2: started by uh, our good friend, the high-fiving motherfucker, AJ Spurgeon, Uh, Charles Mm -hmm. Johnson, who Mm -hmm. was in uh, Borso with Mike here, and... uh, Correct. um, I knew AJ from high school, and uh, this guy named Eddie Williams. So... I was invited to like the page by AJ as you were by Charles and right. um, it was a good page, right? It was a mm-hmm. good small wrestling news site and you and I were fairly active. And mm-hmm. after a period of time, got asked to join this little collective. Yep. Um, right about that time. Also, wrestling WWE programming started in India and was yep. blowing up pretty big. <laughs> we they loved Roman. We they loved Roman. Uh <laughs> we happened to catch a wave with India. It was really weird. Um but I personally did three live videos a week. I did uh Smackdown review, and then on Thursdays and Fridays, I would do uh, what I called the Monday Night War, where I just reviewed the Monday Night War. Thursdays would be Raw, Fridays would be Nitro. Um, AJ did a Raw review. Uh, Mike started this podcast. This is where Uh Drive-By started. We all had handles. He was Shooter. Drive-By was Shooter. Um, And... I'm not gonna like say that we like blew up, but we kind of blew up like real fast um for for an unknown for an unknown page group of, of fucking dudes from Ohio yeah and Eddie would spur- would do weekly he called himself the radiant the radiant speaks videos <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the so one. our videos started doing really well in particular aj's and mine
1: um to the the live videos were to the tune of where the money was at man to the
2: tune of one to two thousand live views Uh and then 10 to fifteen thousand weekly um aj and i started doing very well very well And I started guesting on this podcast and Eddie's videos were also doing pretty good too. I'm not going to downplay his shit. He was doing pretty well, but it was a lot. The live videos were, were where it was at, man, but he wasn't doing as well as AJ and I No. And things started to change. Eddie kicked AJ out at one point and was like, I own the high spot. And that was Mm -hmm. weird, you know, but, like, I really thought Eddie was, like, a cool guy. Like, the coolest dude Mm -hmm. I'd met in a while. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was really enjoying what we were doing. So it was weird that he just kicked AJ up out of nowhere, started talking all this, like, AJ's saying all this shit. And I know AJ's not saying any of this shit, but I I liked what we were doing. And we were doing good work. So we talked him into letting AJ back. And things just sporadically started getting worse to the point of Eddie started getting really jealous of people's live views. And then the next thing you would see, his wife's name's Ira. And a lot of their shit they call E and I, whatever. And then you'd like watch <laughs> one of your live videos. You'd watch the replay of your live video. And now your live video has, well, the YouTube. He would take our videos and put them on the high spot youtube and you'd watch it on youtube right. and now at the beginning it says of my video that this motherfucker had nothing to do with it would say and I entertainment presents high mouth entertainment presents and he'd start like putting his fucking logos and shit on all our videos and all our shit and then he kicks aj out again and then him and I. Charles. Charles. he kicks out, who's his best friend. And. <laughs> uh. The cracks start happening. Every Eddie's always having drama, and it's always someone's jealous of him or hating on him. Uh. Right. His bank accounts are never working, and he's always, like, asking for money, which we never fucking gave him. But, like. Well.
0: AJ, you and I did. I didn't,
2: but AJ did. And this was before any of this when AJ kind of gave him money. Um. And he never paid AJ back and then kicked AJ out of the group, stopped answering his calls. So one day I read a post on the spotlight and it's like word for word at his post. So I go back and look through all their posts. and It turns out he's just been copying and pasting their exact posts and using them.
1: And if you're not sure, the spotlight was a Huge. relatively Huge. large fan as far as i know fan
2: driven wrestling site huge um so we were like hey man maybe just like we don't even say stop plagiarizing right we're just like hey man maybe maybe stop uh maybe stop uh just change some of the words uh so he Or, or we i i think you even initially said
1: You said, uh, maybe credit the source is what you said. Yeah.
2: And he says, that was the initial, he says, no, no. Um, so it turns into a huge thing and he locks us out of the page and all this thing that we had put two years of work into and had built a community of like a hundred thousand people granted, like, you know, 75,000 of them was like Indian, but so what man? (laughs) We was, like, rocking, right? We were rocking and rolling, man. And he just killed it. Just fucking killed it. About two weeks later, we get added to a Facebook chat group by some people. And Eddie had apparently pre-sold, done pre-sales on high-spot t-shirts with, like, 12 people and just kept which we money. knew which we
1: knew this was this is eddie's plan Eddie's like hey we're gonna Fair. do t-shirts Fair. we knew he was doing I'm, gonna t-shirts. Take, I'm gonna take care of it and you know i'm gonna send all you guys one for free mm-hmm. uh they're gonna be 20 bucks you know let us know let your people know and they can contact me and we'll do pre orders for
2: them okay okay so we do i never get a shirt did you get a shirt <laughs> uh, on it. No one got their shirts, and we get added to this group by people that pre-ordered shirts. And it's with Eddie, and he has said that we took all their money. We didn't know anything about fucking shirts or anything. Like I, we knew that he was doing this, but like you know, this is this is what's great. So actually,
1: we didn't even get added to that initially. That was like that the date on that was like two weeks after. But it was like months before any of us knew this shit. Yeah. Months. And I, a guy that I knew through my band, who literally this dude, like, he didn't even watch, he didn't, he was a New Japan guy. He didn't watch WWE. He bought a shirt to support someone he knew locally doing this shit, right? Like, he yeah. bought one of my band shirts when my band played, and he was a bar back at one of the bars we played at all the time. That's just the kind of guy he was. Just supports local uh, shit. My cousin, who did stuff on and off the page from time to time, uh, bought, I think, two shirts to support his cousin doing this thing, right? And it was always with Eddie to these people, like he took their money for a pre-order for the shirt, and they'd be in. The, they're going to be in the mail in two weeks, and then two weeks would go by. Oh, I'm having issues with my my uh, my print shop. Blah blah blah. It was always issues with the print shop or the print girl, right? Yep. And yep. it was always oh, they're coming, but we're having issues this, that, and the other, and, and and so on and so forth. And then this gentleman that I just mentioned added me and I believe you to the chat, right? Mm-hmm. And then take it from there.
2: <laughs> so we basically are like, we don't know anything about this. Everybody believes us, obviously. Eddie's own mother in law is in the fucking chat. Like, he's a scumbag, and I wish my daughter would wake up and get away from me. if you don't believe this, I have all this saved, by the way. Do you still have it? I still have it. I still have all the screenshots and everything. Oh, this fuck is this amazing. dude forever. So we start the near phone network and uh kind of stopped doing the live videos, focused on doing this more became like a permanent mm-hmm. member of this uh Eddie tries to keep the high spot going without us. It lasts about after he canceled the page. it had thousands of followers, thousands of followers. He shuts down the Fucking whole page idiot. and tries to start it again uh it lasts about eight days. um I like when he was I like, <laughs> made that post. Like, uh, oh my god, talking as if there was another admin. I'm the new admin here. Just wanted to say hi. Hashtag new admin. That's your handle? New admin? Um, Yeah. So last we see is that Eddie's doing some kind of like belt sales. He's now like Mm middlemaning for uh, belt collectors.
1: And, And let's be real here. The whole reason I even knew about this belt thing was because you messaged me and was like, Look, we'll, oh, we'll be upfront on. and honest like, we're, we're, we hold a resentment because we built something and he took it away and also tried to tell everyone that we stole their money when it was him
2: I don't uh, even care about so, the money thing Um, I put hours and yes, hours of yes. work into the high spot I put and, a lot of effort into it uh, it was It was our baby. It was our baby. And he fucking, he just stole it and killed it. Yep, yep.
1: But you messaged me, hey man, Eddie's doing this belt thing, and I'm going to be honest, I'm a little jealous of the quality of the videos. So I'm like, I got to check this out, and I'll say what I said about it when I I, first watched it, but you you go ahead. Do you
2: remember how I found out about, well, I knew he was doing the belt thing, right? But Uh one day in a Facebook wrestling group, someone posted a belt. This was about, I don't know, a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And was like, shout out to Eddie Williams for the belt. And I left a comment and was like, I wouldn't trust Eddie Williams with any of my money. And Hmm. Eddie jumps in and he's like, uh, they're just haters from my hometown, bitch. You know we aren't from your fucking hometown. And then he's like, <laughs> and then he's like, they're just mad because they have a YouTube show no one watches. First of all, bitch, you also know it's a podcast that no one watches, listens to. So let's get it the fucker out. Right. And no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and no one is mad about that at all. Clearly, if we nope. were mad that no one listened to this, do you think we would have like done it for two hundred and thirty six fucking weeks?
0: Right? No,
2: no. No, we wouldn't have fuck. No, we'd have done it for maybe, maybe a hundred weeks, maybe 150, right? But you don't do it, but you aren't mad that no one listens to your podcast for 236 consecutive weeks. You know what I mean? Like you just quit doing it. Ain't nobody mad. Right. Ain't nobody give a fuck. Like we're cool. We're cool. We like this. This is fine. Would it be great if like lots of people listen to it? Of course it would. Is this cool? Sure. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like we don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, um, there's some back and forth. You jump into it, uh, and then I say, "Hey, I've got screenshots for this conversation where Eddie fucking stole everything." Uh, I'll drop them right now. Post deleted, right? Um, <laughs> so, so you go ahead. You, I find. So then I do some Eddie belt shit. His shit looked really good. But what did you say?
1: So, I wanted to see the quality, but then, of course, I'm, I got time at work sometimes. I can check things out, and I'm checking this out. Right off the bat, man, I message you, and I'm like, bro, this is a scam. I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, did you watch it? And you're like, I watched like you know the highlights to see the graphics and how it looked. I was like, bro, they're doing raffles, and I can just tell by the way he was taking people's raffles and then making sure they had a paypal and i he's not putting anything on anything i'm like he's taking these people's money and they're fake winners i know it and, and i have i'm not a belt guy i know nothing about the belt trade I, you know like i've learned more listening to the podcasts that have been put out about eddie now with his scandal going on Whoa, than i ever on. did to know about the belt trade right Don't, don't fucking, don't
2: blow the load before we get there, man.
1: But like, I knew from watching this that it was a fucking
2: scam. Um, And and you watched it and you were like, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a fucking, that's a, that's an, that's an Eduardo scam if I've ever seen one. Uh, And should uh, I have said something? We're doing a raffle. Uh, Should we have said something? Yeah, we probably should have. Well, here's the thing. But, like, you I know was, what? It, it ain't none of our fucking business.
1: It's none of our business, one. Number two, I didn't know if it was a big scam or an Eddie scam. So, like, could I have messaged the dude that he was co-hosting with who was on these, uh, you right. know, who was who's mad Eddie's at Eddie friend? now. I'll just say who's, that before yeah. I blow
2: it out. Who's, ma- who's, okay? who's, at the time, Eddie's friend, and Eddie's just going to be right. like, these are these guys. That d-. And let me tell you, right. Eddie, like most con men... Is very good at convincing you of things. He's a he's a uh,
1: uh, convincing con man.
2: Mm-hmm. So this past weekend, I'm talking to a friend, and they say I'm not gonna say their name because they don't need to get brought up in this.
1: Uh, no, uh-uh. uh. It's,
2: no, but thank you so. No. but thank you so much. <laughs> um. And they say, "Did you hear about Eddie?" And I say, man, the last thing I heard about Eddie was he was middleman of belts or some shit like that. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's what he was doing. Uh, He was. He links me to a bunch of YouTube videos that I then immediately link to Mike and AJ. Um, (laughs) This dude, essentially, on top of like the scam, which Mike said was very obvious, was essentially Ponzi scheming motherfuckers like oh yeah uh so like okay give you a rundown on belts this is what i've learned from belts this last
1: i wouldn't even call it a ponzi scheme i call it a straight up theft
2: like oh hold on no 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 it's a ponzi scheme because he was taking money he was getting people their belts right but he was using money that other people were giving him for other belts and eventually like all ponzi schemes it all just falls down because you get too deep into it But, like, let's give you a little understanding on how the belt world works.
1: Um, Oh, see, I I was thinking pyramids. No, I get Never mind. Go
2: ahead. um, You're right. You're right. Belts are expensive as fuck. And a lot of people Uh like to get knockoffs. And knockoffs Uh come from, like, Pakistan and Saudi Arabia and shit like that, Uh right, by makers over there. Those makers oftentimes will deal with a middleman in America to help them sell them, even though you can go directly to the maker, as I've also found out recently. But uh, also found out recently, and I'm just going to say this right now. Belt collectors, y'all are the lowest fucking rung of wrestling fans. Like, if there's (laughs) anything I've learned from the last two weeks, it's that you all are like a disgusting form of hideous chode you are the reason that it's embarrassing to say you're a wrestling fan you're all a bunch of goddamn children with overblown senses of fucking egos every single one of you not just Eddie every there's like five guys in power and you're all fucking jokes man talking about Eddie I was your hitman, and you used me to take people down calling themselves the belt mafia and shit man get the fuck out of here Y'all are a bunch of fucking dork-ass fucking losers making fuck, talking about like, oh, 100 live 100 live views, we're blowing it up, Eddie. Like, you guys are a bunch of fucking douches, a bunch <laughs> of fucking ass clown fucking losers, straight up. Straight So I shouldn't tag them uh, in this
1: podcast?
2: Oh, dude, bunch of fucking clown cornball fucking losers. No, don't tag them in this. Fuck them. They're a bunch of fucking loser ass fucks. All of you, man. Talking about, ooh, it's leather on metal. It's metal on leather. And this, calling it the hobby. We're trying to save the hobby. This is for the hobby. Dude, y'all are a bunch of fucking loser fucks of epic proportions. Losers. Every single one of you. Every single fucking one of you. <laughs> Like, I mean, get the fuck out, man. Get the fuck out. Like, uh, And I feel bad for a lot of these people, but y'all fucking, fucking losers. Fucking lo- and it's, And it's not you who you are as humans. It's how you act about this fucking hobby that you have. The hobby. Y'all act like a bunch of fucking losers. Straight up, man. Act like some fucking losers. Anyway, so, uh, Eddie was middleman of belts and was taking people's money. Not getting them their belts, and then would take someone else's money, pay for those belts, or was getting free belts for makers as like fucking samples and shit of their work. And this dude really set himself up in this community um, and has scanned people to the tune of a hundred thousand dollars and there are mm-hmm. multiple videos of it on YouTube. Out there with people telling about how they were scammed. I joined four Facebook belt groups this week just so I could go into the search bar on each page and type in Eddie Williams and read everything. And you could read his post in these groups too. And it's the same shit he did to us, man, trying to turn motherfuckers against each other, telling people like <laughs> liars and shit, doing shady shit, man. And like, and the last I heard is that Eddie is currently in the hospital Uh, On a ventilator with COVID. And I want to say. I don't know if I believe that. Well, hold on. I just want to say that I wish Eddie the best of luck in his recovery, man. I want this dude to get, like, healthy. I, I mean, he's got a family, and I would hate for any family to lose their husband and father. I want this dude to get healthy, man. Um, so that that way he can be punished to the fullest fucking extent of the law and these people can have their fucking justice. Oh, my God, I've got a karma boner. Oh.
1: <laughs> I mean, if they can actually pursue what's being pursued and it actually gets taken up and he gets found guilty... He ain't getting out for a long time.
2: I've been trying to think of a good, uh, a, and he's got priors, which I, I didn't yes, know about. I've been trying to think of a good uh, name for the Netflix documentary. And <laughs> I, I can't come up. All I've come up with so far that he's even like kind of reasonable is um, the belt hustler. So I don't, I don't like that. Um, there's gotta be something better. Leather and gold. Fuck. They call it leather and metal because their shit isn't gold. Oh, uh, that's fair. That's Which, fair. like, right on, man. I would not buy one of these $1,000 replicas either. I'd be getting some shit made from a motherfucker in Pakistan for fucking 300 also. I look into it frequently. I just want, like, an old school intercontinental <laughs> title to put on my shelf.
1: But then they'll make fun of uh, Shop Zone buys.
2: <laughs> Dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> And it's like the Why most... would you buy a Shop Zone belt? You Dude, can get one from I'm Pakistan. I'm in four what? groups now, and I've gone through all this shit, and these guys are like the. Like, all it is is just drama and shit talkers. And, like, you could see how Eddie just slid into this fucking community and made oh, himself yeah. a god.
1: Yep. No doubts. That's all I have for this week. <sighs> oh, man. Well. I yeah I know we're running a little long for you Mike so if you have nothing I have nothing guys elimination chamber is uh if you're listening to this when it comes out uh today um and if you're listening to it after it already happened and who knows what happened I uh, hope that it's fun it looks like a good card I have been on a non WWE television cleanse other than NXT and my plan going forward is to watch the premium live events and NXT. And if I have time, I might check something else out. But hey, it's working and I'm enjoying stuff. So we'll see Elimination Chamber. Other than that, guys, I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We'll catch you next time.
2: Happy Blood Money Mania weekend, guys. You're beautiful. We love you. <laughs> Have a great week. McFoley, talk to me. McFoley, talk to me.
1: McFoley, talk to me. Fuck you, Joe.
0: New episodes of Drive By are available every Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and everywhere podcasts are found. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com/drivebypod, and follow us on Twitter at drivebypod. This has been a presentation of the Nearfall Network. Until next time, bye.